right, it is Thursday, which means it's the single track session time here with the Trail Manners Podcast. We are on single track session number 96, hmm. and we are recording Thursday, July 5th, and launching Thursday, July 5th. So this is like as current as we can get. It's almost live. Other than what's coming in in 10 minutes. Right. And then uh, you have to wait till next week if anything cool comes in. But first, let's uh, wish everybody, I uh, hope everybody had a happy and safe 4th of July which was just yesterday, because we're so live on this podcast. Um, with that, though, I think it's important, because we talk about trail etiquette all the time. Yeah. And my groggy voice wants me to remind everybody there is such thing as fireworks etiquette. Yes. Which, uh, you know, midnight, 1 a.m., mm. big, huge, loud boomers, they got to go, man. They do. <laughs> <laughs> me and my daughter went down to Salt Lake all day, Cheesecake Factory, went to the RSL oh. game. Big fireworks show got down on the field. We got home close to midnight. Yeah. And it was live down here. Like yeah. Booming everywhere. And it's I'm like, no way. getting worse every year. It's ridiculous. Like, come on. Like, you work the next day. Most people do. Some people do, I guess. I think you probably should. Right. But, uh, yeah, midnight, when and they're loud. Like, they are. Boom. And I think Those are Wyoming in, fireworks. Yeah, and if you live in, you know, West Valley or something, I mean... You probably think it's gunshot because that's what you're used to. Oh my to, gosh! Right? Yeah. Or or something like that. But but yeah, I mean that's the etiquette. It's I think you got to cut off at least at eleven. Like I'm going to give people the benefit I, of the doubt. What is the the cutoff time? I don't know what it is. I, think I really it, don't. I think it might be up until eleven. Sh- I mean, I could see eleven because of the how late it gets dark. Right. Right. But I'll give you eleven. Yeah. But after eleven, no, none. Oh man, I'm cutting, coming with a wooden spoon. I'm That's going, right. I'm just working you, smacking hands. Yeah. Or I'm yeah. just going to make you hold on to one in your palm and see what Ooh, happens. Ooh, yeah. Right. Because that's that's just firework etiquette. And then I right. also saw because we're live, but also pretty much. But I also saw people reporting people were launching fireworks off Temp last night. Temp like really? Mount Tipanogos. How ridiculous is that? That's oh, just stupid and man. so dangerous. I guess there was a fire on farming in Farmington Canyon. People were lighting fireworks up there. Oh, man. Um, I mean, boy, I don't like people lighting fireworks anymore when it's so dry. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with the fireworks shows because they're pretty safe, right? They're as yeah. safe as you're going to get with all the firemen on patrol. And mm-hmm. But when people get them, I just struggle. It's like you don't let a kid light a firework, but you let you know Cousin Eddie with a 40 light it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, all these cul-de-sacs now are having like the cul-de-sac of fire, yeah. right? Yep. And all it takes is one errant little ember, and your house is done. Yep. Your neighbor's house is done. Yep. It's, it's not worth it. It's not. So that's some etiquette at least is like let's let's cut it off at 11. Okay, we'll start there. We'll start at 11. And then can we go straight to the band after that? That'd be nice. Oh, I'm, I've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah. I posted it on Facebook. It's like, be smart and be careful. I just don't like fireworks. There's too many fires. There's a big one raging here in Utah, plus yeah. obviously the ones in Colorado, Colorado and all over the country. And it's just like we're... The human cost. We're writing that line of... of Oh, look, a fire. That sucks. Okay, tonight, come to our house. Right. some beer. We're going to light some fireworks. <laughs> like, you I know. know. That doesn't, like, correlate in people's heads or something. They're interviewing one of the fire people on TV, and she goes, we don't have fires anymore. We only have super fires now. Oh, I, I believe that. Yeah. They get going so quick, and yeah. there's nothing you can do. Nope. In fact, that one in Farmington, I haven't read a lot because it's not a lot of news. It wasn't covered, but it was more like people and 
I guess they got on it quick, and it didn't. I mean, that could be bad. That's like the whole up and down. We know how dry it is up here. Yeah, it's, it's bad news. So, uh, yeah, that's our firework etiquette um, for the July 5th show. So mm-hmm. we love America. Let's keep it not on fire. Um, and then we had our past episode, number 118, uh, Harrison Fluman, part two, um, which was nice. Uh, it was kind of fun to kind of see his, how his training's changed, but also to see how... Harrison, man, you got to look at the website more. You got to figure out what's going on. The station <laughs> right. and everything else. It's getting close, man. Yeah, a month out is yeah. time to start studying. Start wrapping your head around that. But uh, yeah, we're going to have him on one more time. And so we're asking the listeners to send in some questions for him. Like if you have a question, if you're thinking about running a 200 miler, right. might have a question, uh, what it's like training. Just mm-hmm. send us a questions, manners at trailmanners.com. We'll have him on at the end of July before he heads up to uh, Washington. And uh, even if it's about the Pearl Jam concert or the Jack White concert mm-hmm. or whatever, just uh, send us questions so we can ask him um, when he's on the show. And, and uh, I don't know, wish him luck because uh, 200 miles is pretty damn far. So a couple races, um, not a lot going on. They had the Mount, uh, what is that? The Marathon. Mount, uh, up in Alaska. Yeah, Mount Marathon. That really um, PR 5K they've got up there. Yeah, they do, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was going on this past week, but... I think one of the cool things came from the Marathon de Mont Blanc mm. last week in Chamonix is Killian won. Yeah. Can you believe that? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's seriously, he's like a robot. And uh, those that don't know, it's like if you say the word Killian won, people are like, yeah, well, no big deal. Right. Okay, but he just came off a broken Bro- leg. Broke leg. Right? And so he won it. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy. So he did scratch from Hard Rock, so he's not running Hard Rock. Oh. 100 miles is far. Especially Hard Rock. Yeah. So he's not going to be running Hard Rock, but uh, he came away and won it in 3.54. Okay. That's fast. So second place was 3.58. And give you some ideas, let's, like Sage Canada, for example, the U.S., he finished ninth in 4.13. Okay. And yeah. then uh, Professor X. From France, 14th and four and a quarter. Alex Varner, 20th and 4:34. So I mean, the top wow. 10 is pretty close. They right? were, but just to know that these guys, most of these gentlemen that we mentioned, have been training without a broken leg, right? Um, and he still pulls. It's just, it's just amazing, and it's super cool to see, really. Um, and the rim, women's race uh, on that side, Ruth Croft from New Zealand, um, she won. Uh, took first over Ida Nelson on the women's side. Um, but yeah, just. When I saw his name on there, I just chuckled. I'm like, really? Broken leg? Yeah. Better, better, you know, get that taken care of. Better drink lots of goat milk and get that fused back together. <laughs> so um, that's kind of the big one. But other some some other news came out, though, was uh, some Nolan 14ers FKTs fell um, oh. this week. Point to point, 14 peaks. Okay, Nolan 14ers in Colorado. It's 14 peaks, each over 14,000 feet, mm-hmm. um, and it's roughly 100 miles um, in the backcountry. Right. Um, kind of not really trails, I guess, kind of unfinished mm, right. trails. Um, Joe Grant set a new unsupported FKT in 4938. Um, uh, it was just four hours better than Andrew Hamilton's. And then Alex Nichols set a new supported oh. FKT in forty six forty one. Wow! And that's just that's an hour faster than what Iker did last year. Iker right. Carrera. So both of those fell. And there's someone on the Appalachian Trail looking to. Um, looks like the last reported were ahead of course record there right. for supported um, FKT on that one. So people are just years go by. Boom, boom, just keep knocking them down. I 
don't think I'll ever do any of those personally. But uh, good luck and congratulations to them. And, of course, me and Joel were running a race this past weekend, um, the Twisted Fork 64K. Right. Which uh, we have some good good uh, beta on that course. So the first 22 miles, uh, pretty sweet. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Very uh, runnable, fast. I felt really good the first 22 miles. Yeah. Made a couple mental errors on this course. Number one, I took the wrong shoes, which is my fault. I have a pair of shoes with like 2,000 million miles on them, <laughs> and I decided to grab those at 4 a.m. And then I ran right through uh, the drop bag aid station because it, I didn't feel I felt better than I thought and wasn't paying attention. So right. It's like mile 14-ish. Yeah. When you don't hit it again for 19 more miles. Yeah. And so I just had some gels and some stuff, and I ran right through. Yeah. And I got down the road and went, oh, I had to turn around and go back. Right. And that was kind of a mess up. But, yeah, first 22 felt great. Last 20. Yeah, not so great. <laughs> nope, that last 20 beat me up. Oh, my gosh. And uh, a lot of mental errors for me, I think, yeah. is the problem. Like, we looked at the weather, and it was showing 70s, so I'm like, oh, it's going to be cool. Yeah. We don't have to worry about the 90s and stuff right. like that. But, boy, you get to mile 22, and you're just exposed. The you're whole way. You're on ridge lines. Right. It's dry. Yes. And I got sunburned pretty good, mm-hmm. and I just got worked, just yeah. absolutely worked. Right. Um, a lot of walking. I came into mile, what was it, like 33-ish, 34, whatever right. that my aid station. I sat down for a good 20-plus minutes. Oh, that Jeremy Rance aid yeah. station. Yeah. And I was just like contemplating a car ride with right. only seven miles to go because uh-huh. I was dizzy. Right. I was stumbly. I couldn't even run. I'm like, all right. This was a bad day. Just chalk it up for stupidity. Right. Joel comes rolling in, and you looked a lot better than I did. And I'm like, and you're like, come on, just seven more. And we had to go, what, we have an aid station at three, and then to the finish, four Four. or something. Yeah, there was almost two miles of uphill, it felt like. Yeah, and and it wasn't, and it wasn't like. On a normal day, you'd probably run a lot of that. I think so. You know, on a normal day, but I, I think I literally, I think the last seven miles i might have run maybe one mile right maybe and that was at the end when i was trying to keep up with you and i right. like, got dizzy on a downhill i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm good i'll walk <laughs> it in from here but it was a cool race gotta tip my hat to canis and his crew um, a lot of cool stuff yeah the course was marked exceptionally well what was the least marked course i've ever run on yeah no i agree but never felt like i was gonna be lost yeah i mean he had some really cool poster signs on yes. certain areas but yeah i mean there were sections i ran across there was a girl in front of me we were coming down that downhill um after the the first climb i guess you hit that, that sweet downhill to yeah. the ranch mm-hmm. and it's not marked hardly at all back in there it's no need to yeah so the, the intersections yeah, and she's like i haven't seen the marking for a while and i'm like i don't think you this is i think this is the only trail yeah right? it was and i've never been on those trails but yeah exactly it wasn't like overly marked right i never was, that was the only time I questioned it because someone said it. Gotcha. Otherwise, I would have just kept not even thinking about it. Uh, but, yeah, great race. Fun. Great bibs, as we saw. Softest bibs ever. Softest. Had her name on them. Mm-hmm. The shirts were super cool. I put mine yeah. on when I got home, like two days later when I had the energy to change shirts. And uh, that felt great. So they look soft. I haven't put mine on yet. It's soft, man. Just super. I love the material. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's just a great event. Good finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, fun start area. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. It's, it's a good time. Good, good course. Got worked, and that's just how we do these things. And hopefully you learn and right. do better the next time you're out run. I think if you if, if we were to do this race again, I'd make sure we park the car closer to the finish line. Oh, yeah. Joel had to come get me. Yeah. Because you did. We parked 
At the start. At the start, and I didn't, you know, I didn't know where the damn race went anyway. I didn't either. But when we finished, we had to walk back to the car. Yeah. And I was, I, I, okay, I've done quite a few races, a lot of runs. I've never felt this bad after a run, <laughs> ever. Yeah. Ever. Like, I've done 100 milers, never felt this bad. Right. I got to the finish, I laid down in the grass. Oh, yeah. Started cramping up. I sat mm-hmm. up, my back cramped. Mm-hmm. We were walking back to the car. I had to sit on a rock. Joe's like, do you want me to go get it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't eat or drink for a long time. Oh, man. And I sat home in this recliner. Yeah. Feet up. Later that night after I showered, everything. My forearms were cramping. <laughs> my hands, my toes, my feet. I'm like, yeah. come on, please. I'll, I'll do better. That was time. that was rough day. It was bad. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I, there's a few things I would do differently, especially with Beaverhead and like a week away. Uh, I'm doing the 55K. Which is funny because it'll be shorter, right? But harder, I think so. So I'm like, oh, this will be neat. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, Nito right. Bendito. So I'm really looking forward to um, not hurting at some point. But a good race. I mean, I, I recommend people give it a go. Oh, sure. Well, I saw a lot of fun people there. A lot of people that uh, we knew met mm-hmm. some new people. Came into one aid station. Uh, I think it was Mormon Flats. Right. And I hear this, oh, we don't have any IPA or cheese curds. Ah, that's I awesome. Up, I'm like, what? And so I think Amy Rose was her name. Right. Um, so she was helping out. But yeah, I saw a lot of people, met a lot of people. I think there's a good Gabe on the trail. He comes by, your trail matters. And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> well, you know, I'm thumb worked right now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was a fun race. I think we, at the end of the day, though, I think we both look back. I do anyway and think oh, that was fun. You know, oh, oh, for sure. Even when I was hurting bad. Oh, and I was struggling yeah. bad. And there was, there was a point. Yeah. I threw my shoes in the garbage, by the way, just so I won't make that mistake <laughs> That's again. awesome. I don't have a yeah. lawn to mow now, so I'm like, they're not lawn mowing shoes. Right. They're just trashed. I would feel bad donating them to anybody, so I right. apologize there. Um, I think it, in a couple of years, this race is going to be pretty big. I think so, too. It's, great, uh, it's a great race. I mean, Canis does a great job, and, mm-hmm. you know, and he even is looking for... You know, it's like any good race director. Hey, what could we do better? Right. Right. And I think fine-tuning it, I mean, the first year to go that well is amazing. Yes. Right? But I think fine-tuning great things just makes them better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we're here in Utah. It's just a busy time of year. Right? It is. There's a lot of races in that time frame. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the aid stations were crazy good. They were. Man, they were stocked with They're, pretty much everything. Yeah, the big ones were stocked. and. Having that avocado at the aid stations mm. really was nice. That helped a lot. Yeah. Oh, and so, since we, so do you like potatoes, like whole potatoes and salt? I generally go potato. I, I avoid the salt. Okay. Yeah. So when I had Harrison on the podcast, he was like, he's anti, and I am poodoo pretty much. I can't stomach them. And then I remember yeah. you in the race that he had a couple and just kind of messed up your stomach. So. Yeah. By the end of the day, my stomach got a little queasy because I think I had too much food. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to do there. But we were talking about no potatoes, me right? In Harrison, and Preston Wood busted our chops. He's a, he's a potato guy. Yeah, but I, I will stand by. I can't really do potatoes, and I've tried them for years. Yeah, I mean I can't do the canned ones for sure. Yeah, those ones just ah, they're kind of gross. They slide down like oyster shooters, oh. man. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of slimy, aren't they? They are in a way. Um, the you know the regular ones that they boil that they prep. Yeah. They have to be cooked right for me. Mm. It's hard to know, right? Gotcha. So, yeah. But, yeah, they were great aid stations. They were just stocked. They were. Um, Everything wa- you wanted. The water only were needed where they were there. We saw Larry Adams. Yes. That um, one That one needs to be a little bigger, I think. I think so, too. And yeah, because they were kind of rationing water when I came through. Yeah. And it was hot, 
and it was warm. The water was warm because yeah. they have nowhere to keep it cool. I didn't care at that point. It's like, just get something in me. I see, and that's where I got to change my ways. I'm a water snob. And so, uh, like, having dis- warm distilled water. Yeah, the distilled water may be not the best idea. I struggled with that. When I took a sip, I was craving it, and I took a sip, and I'm like, oh, I just man. didn't care at that point. It's like, get some water in me. I shouldn't have cared because I paid for it in the long run for sure. But uh, Mike Pace did well. It was his longest run. Yeah. He came in well ahead of us. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we saw a lot of people. I mean, it'd be hard to mention everybody's name, but... There are quite a few. Had a good time. And then you noticed last week, so I was doing this by myself, mm-hmm. which is hard because I can't giggle because I can't giggle at myself. Gotcha. Right? It's yeah. Like if we say something and I laugh, it's normal. If I'm by myself and laugh, it's you jail feel, time. Or, feel a little weird. Yeah. Huh? Right? Um, and I kind of got skipped around a little bit, but I called out Megan, kind of. Kind. Oh, that's right. You and did. then I, I skipped. Never followed up. I never followed up. And yeah. now that you're here, I think I, I it was an all an on purpose. Right. I, just, I did. I got jumbled around what I was talking about because there was a lot of you know squirrels in the room. Right. Now we're talking about flip phone, Martin. Flip phone. And uh, now that Joel's here, I, I'll remember it. But so how how it goes is her birthday was a week or so ago. Some point last week, and she she turned like twenty six or something. Yeah, some crazy small number. Yeah. And um, she messaged us right and asked us if we wanted to do a run. Yeah. Said, hey fellas, let's go for a birthday run. But it was more like we found out. Hey fellas, so. So and so and so and so can't run with me. Right. What are you guys doing? Exactly. And so we're like, oh, we're the B team. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're second choice all the way. We're the B team. And then I saw pictures even after this. Mm -hmm. I saw pictures of another birthday run with stuff. I know. We didn't get invited. No, not at all. And I think that was on a day we could have gone. Probably. Probably. So that's why we call. That's why I called Joe Megan. Right. We're we're nobody's B team. No. We're not a B team. And uh, yeah, just kind of hurtful. Kind of hurtful. Stung for a sec. So we, I don't know if we'll have to come up with a new nickname so people, you know. I mean, everybody in our world knows you as Flip Phone. <laughs> but maybe they'll, I don't know. We'll have to come up with something new since we're the B team. I don't know what it is. But that's what it was. So sorry to leave you hanging for a whole whole week. week. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Right. Um, and speaking of birthdays, and and I'm only bringing this up for one reason. So my birthday is next Tuesday. Oh, that's right. The 9th. And I'll be 41 again. Yeah, a little over 32. Um, rounding up in K's, yeah. right? We won't work in miles. As I mentioned before, for my birthdays <laughs> going forward, it's just about, you know, people like, okay, it's my birthday. I'm running th- it's been 30, I'm around 30 miles, blah, blah, blah. I'll be running minutes, you know. Oh, good so, idea. Yeah, so however old I will be on Tuesday, that's how many minutes right. I will run. Um, but the reason I bring it up is I, I thought long and hard about this. And uh, for my birthday, I'm doing something for myself. Okay, good. Which is weird. Right. I'm gonna hire. A, I need a. I need to find someone out there to be my personal trainer. Gotcha. So here's my here's my thing. I can pay about five bucks a week, <laughs> maybe ten if you're good. And I can't. Ten. And the equipment we'll be working with would be like full or empty beer cans. <laughs> so you can structure your right. fitness around that. I've got spoons and forks. Gotcha. So if we need to do something like that, coffee cups. So I don't have a ton of workout equipment. Right. Um, so that's kind of what you're working with. So you come up with a good <laughs> game plan of food. Right. And uh, equipment that we can work with. I don't have dumbbells and all that stuff, but I can, you know, I could duct tape maybe two beer cans together. Yeah. Going heavyweights. Uh huh. You know, or deeper squats. You do have a foam roller, so you can curl that. Yeah, I can curl that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's easy. I do have a kettlebell here that's uh, somewhere thirty five pounder, and I've got some small ones over here. Yeah, I'm not even sure why you got those. Um, I liked them because they must they, have been on sale. They were actually. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, so I have a few, but yeah, that's my that's my. Those gift are like paperweights. 
So I'm hiring anybody out there. If you have a, if you're a personal trainer, you know, send me your resume. I'll look <laughs> it over, knowing that I can pay about five to ten bucks a week. Right. Um, and I, it, come, it has to have a meal plan and a workout plan. A meal plan. So I think I'm ready. I need to take that next step to getting better shape. Because <laughs> that was the other thing about the race. I'm like, man, it's not the fitness. It's just packing around some. 20, what was it, 2012 winter weight that I haven't lost. 2012, that's 2012 true. 2012 is where yeah. it's from. I'll, everything else, I've been doing great since 2012, but it's that winter weight from 2012 I can't kick. Right. It just hangs on, so I don't know what happened in 2012. Must have been a lot of those uh, marshmallow-covered Santas, you know, chocolate-covered marshmallow Santas from 2012. <laughs> that was a big year in 2012 for the marshmallows. Was it? I yeah. don't remember those. Yeah, it was huge, so... Um, so yeah, there we go. That's my birthday gift to myself. But like Joel said, just uh, a touch over forty-one. And uh, what else we got? Hard Rock coming up. A couple weeks. Races a go, and Three we're going to have a contest. So it is officially launched today, mm-hmm. July fifth. Um, we're going to run this contest from July fifth, and I'm pulling up my calendar because the race is on like the weekend of the twenty-first. So the cutoff on this will be the eighteenth. Okay. So you can now post between. July 5th, 2018, mm-hmm. to July 18th, which is a Wednesday at midnight. And again, same thing, top five men, top five women, and winning times. Okay. And uh, I've seen the, the list move around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really moved with the, the top, I'll say the elite run. People you're going to put in top well, five. Once Killian dropped out, it really shakes up the field. Yeah, it does. Um, so yeah, top five men, top five women, and your winning times. So we'll be doing the same thing there. Um, just like we did for Western. And the Western stuff, everybody got me their addresses, so that stuff will be going out. Um, so thank you for that. Um, but, yeah, and then the next week we'll have more of a Hard Rock preview. Right. Um, but this one is just um, for the for the contest right now. But uh, the preview will bring the runners, our predictions, and uh, who's going to do what. But it looks like we're full on. I haven't seen anything else to sway. It looks like they've got that fire, an idea of what's going on with it there in the San Juans. And, and they even scheduled the week out um, trail work again. So that's, oh, back, that's, good. that's back going. So um, should be all good to go there. And as I mentioned last week is there are summer travels. Like I'll be going to a few of these races, Beaver Head, Hard Rock, right. we'll, you know, Putts, Vaquero, stuff like that. So I'll bring the, the podcast gear. We've had a few people step up that want to get on the mic with me. Oh, good. Um, so I've got like Beaverhead. We've got Eric from Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Which will be cool. That'll be fun. Uh, Natalie and Garth, who are local here, they've they've talked to me. And down in Hard Rock, we've got Robert Rhodes. He's reached out. We've mm-hmm. got a good post on that. So if you're going to be in any of those races, Putts, El Vicario, Hard Rock, Beaverhead, you want to sit down, have a chit-chat, let me know. Send me a message, and we can see if that works. Last minute um, trail work today, July 5th, 6 p.m. I'm only going to go for an hour or two. I'm just going to need to do a lot of trimming right. um, at 22nd Street Trailhead. So if you listen to this today and you have some time, we'd love to have you. But again, we'll be at 22nd, but we're going to be hitting the hill, so it's not like I'm going to hang out at 22nd. So if you're late, you might have to hike to find us. Probably. We'll be between 22nd and 27th. My hope and goal is if we get enough, I can send a carload over to 27th and work, work back. a little bit that way. And it's basically just going to be garbage and trimming. Yeah. It's not going to be shovel and pick. And no, that. there's no big manual labor. This is just cutting stuff back. Because there's a lot. Um, it's going to slap you in the face and, and make it hard to run with, so... Um, all right, let's get into, uh, I'll do the, while Joel's wrapping up and ready for the, it's his week for Woody Footy, I'll do Strava Week. Oh, I've already forgotten her name. <laughs> I, I can't remember, I think I remember her first name. Uh, Strava Week distance, Phil from Australia, it's just Phil, last name F period, 
114.7. Runtime, Sam Fowler from Australia, Phil, 2319. Phil. Climbing, Jimmy Elam, 28,033 feet of wow. gain. So if you haven't, uh, if you're not on our Strava, we're over like getting close to 500 people. Uh, make sure you take the time and just join the group. Trail Manor's on there. Um, yeah, not a lot of fun. All right, so this week it's Joel's turn for Woody Footies. The winner will get a awesome limited edition hat from the sign garage mm-hmm. here on 25th Street. Andrew um, Giles got his hat. Finally. Finally, because um, he's in Canada, so it takes a little longer. It has to go through customs. It has to go through customs, and they put it, like, on horseback, mm-hmm. and the Mountie delivers it sometimes right. where he's at. He mentions they're north of the wall. Sent me a cool photo already with his hat on. Did he get some work in, so thanks for that, and congratulations. So this week, winner, we'll let Joe take over and see what we got. All right, this week it's uh, Sherry Shefford. On top of Pfeifferhorn. Nice. Looks like she was running up there with the ambassador of fun, Steph oh, Gardner. Nice. Okay. Um, had a good picture from the Pfeifferhorn. So congratulations. And I'm seeing a lot more first-timers on these, too. You know what I mean? Last yeah. Last few yeah. weeks, mm-hmm. um, people are getting the word out. And mm-hmm. I know, I've noticed we've lost a few of our regulars. Yeah. They don't seem to post as much and yeah. some of our winners, but it's okay to keep posting cool photos. Oh, yeah. We know you're running. Right. We know you're running. And I would like to see more people posting on Wednesday on the video stuff. I want to run with you guys. So I see some of these photos, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, it would be cool if they would have done some video in that area. Right. Because that would be super. Get a panoramic, maybe hear the noise, see the trails. But there's some really good shots all week from people um, seeing some trail manor swag in there. Um, yeah, super cool. So thanks for everybody who takes the time to take a photo and download it to it. Um, you know, hopefully. And if I'd have thought ahead, we'd have done another one, like a 4th of July one, but we didn't. Yeah. So we'll think of something further stuff, down the road. Stuff to do. We do have a lot going on. Um, so let's uh, I'll get into the Ask Trail Manners. Okay. We have two questions. Right. And then we'll get into some World Cup news. Mm. Um, and then we'll f- finish up with uh, a little bit more here. So the Ask Trail Manners, uh, here's the first one. Um, this one is from Cade. So... Um, this is a good one, and I think we've had one similar to this before. Mm-hmm. So here it is. He's like, uh, Kate says, I discovered trail running a few years ago and have since run a few ultras and will be running my first 100 Vermont in a few weeks. Oh. So that's awesome. So good luck with that. As a husband and father, training is taking me away a lot from family time. Oh. I try to get the family involved. They are crewing for me at Vermont, and my boys sometimes come on shorter group runs. As many trail runners probably do, I've got my eyes on a few vacation races, um, as I hopefully it will be a good way to combine family time, trail running, and exploring new countries, which I think well, is pretty Yeah, right? So countries, I'm like, all right, you're legit. Some of the races high on my list are uh, Madeira Island and Lavaretto. Holy cow. Right? <laughs> Those are two really big and hard races. Yeah. Uh, finally, my question. What are some of your bucket list vacation races... Also, do you have any suggestions for ones with families in mind, like close to beaches or other destinations? Oh. Thanks, Cade. P.S. Eric's trail sign tattoo should say get lost. Get lost. So, oh, I do like that idea. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I still have. It's that one more sitting, and the trail sign's it's still there. Blank, it huh? is. And someone saw it the other day, I think, at the Avett Brothers concert. I think it was John Stewart. He's like, oh, I thought it looks like you had a Band-Aid you pulled off or something right there. <laughs> and it kind of does my look gotcha. at it. I'm like, all right. So I'll let Joel start. So um, vacation-type races, 
for families, bucket list, hmm. what do you got? I think UTMB would be my number one. Yeah? Yeah. For for me. Because I know my, my wife would love to go over to Europe. Yeah. And my son, I, he'd probably think it's cool, too. Yeah. Um, and then... I think there's a race on the Isle uh, Island of Corsica. Oh wow! Um, in May, that'd be a good time to go over to Italy, hang out, yeah, and then go over there and do a little race. I don't think it's a long race, maybe yeah. like a 50k. Okay, mm-hmm. that would be fun. Um, Terrawera, I can think that would be kind of fun yeah, to do that. I think so too. I think they have a shorter distance that way you don't have to do the long one. Yeah. Um, San Diego 100. Because you're down in San Diego. Because you're down in San Diego, so yep. you're close to the beach. Um, maybe something in Patagonia area. That would be rad. Yeah? That would be super cool. Um, there's probably some races in Ireland. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun to do. See, I'm with you. And I think for mine, I think a lot of mine on this whole family thing, mm-hmm. like I... I don't know if I'd want to do a big, like, 100-mile type race because yeah. I'd be wrecked, right? right? And so if I'm taking my family, they're not going to want to hear me complain no. or sleep or, like, not be able to participate. Right. So I think for me it'd be, like, maybe 50K-ish distance. I think so, too. Um, and under, but not like I wouldn't travel to right. do a 5K, no offense. But yeah. I think a 50K distance in that realm, I mean, you can go up to different, you know, 60Ks and different things. But I'm with Joel. I think... Uh, yeah, see, I'm different. I, I don't mind beaches, and I think it'd be fun to be there with the family. But I'm still that mountainous, like when you oh, say yeah. Patagonia, when you say Tarawera, like yeah. I'd love to go down to like New Zealand. Yeah, you know, um, any I think anything on an island would yeah. be fun, mm-hmm. depending on it, it, what it is. Like I wouldn't do like Costa Rica type island just because it'd be humid. No, no humidity. Yeah, and I don't want to get like. A monkey jumping on me. No. You know, I'd like to tour where monkeys, but I don't want to right. be a wild monkey. Just I want to be somewhere safe. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I haven't really thought a ton about, like, a Madeira, Lavaretto. Like, if I went over to Europe, mine would probably be TDS. Just I, because yeah. of the distance. I do, like, CCC. Yeah, CCC. Yeah. yeah they're perfect. So mm-hmm. for, that's family-based. Like, not to say I don't want to do UTMB, but, again, that would just totally wreck me. Right. And if I'm in Europe, I'm going to be walking around, checking out stuff. And so oh, for sure. I don't know if I would. That'd be a tough one to work a really good vacation for me. I know people do it all the time. Well, you try to do the vacation stuff beforehand, yeah. and then that would be like the icing on the cake. But see, that would be hard for me too because we'd be walking around. I'm like, oh, check out that Danish. Oh, check out that. Oh man, you got to throw you know that I mean? to the wind. You just got to go over there and do it, and then you embrace the culture. Run, well, I would. Yeah. But then if I had, if I did that before a race, I'd be running the race, going, wow, this is my shirt don't fit. You know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like to, cause I, as I told you, and I've been talking about more is some of my, it'd have to be like a really cool race. Cause I'm looking like my trip to Bellingham, for example, like right. I've always wanted to go up and run chucking that so I could go yeah. to Bellingham. But now that I've done the Bellingham, like, I don't know if I'd go run chucking that. I think right. I'd rather go run three or four days of Bellingham varying, trails. Yeah. Varying distances. Mm-hmm. So I'm not wrecked. I can enjoy the rest of the day. Right. There's not the pressure of. The mm. race idea or right. waking up at four for check-in. And yep. You know what I mean? So my mind shifted a lot when I did that race or ran up to Bellingham. Right. So I'm like, okay, I would love to run 
you know, like if I go to San Diego, like I've always thought about running the hurt just because it's in Hawaii. But yeah. Like I could still go there. Yeah. One loop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've seen the course now. Yep. I'm done. Perfect. So that's the thing is I, I did. I have been caught up in my life with races. Right. Like I want to run that race and this yeah. race. But now it's not saying there's some out there I wouldn't want to do, but now it's more about I'd like to run there. Yeah. When I see a photo on Woody exactly. Foodie. You know, Canary Islands, you yeah. know, Ireland. I mean, you see the pictures of those massive cliffs. Uh-huh. Uh, wherever Wonder Woman was filmed the first part, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Island of Hot Ways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm dehydrated. Yeah. Help me. Um, but, yeah, I think that's what mine would be based around more now is not the race scene as much as it is the trail scene. Right. Because how cool would it be to go, like, to Wisconsin? And try something new, like on the Ice Age Trail. Oh, yeah. And then go mm-hmm. hang out with a bunch of locals. And mm-hmm. Like the trail running groups there, and they'll take you for some good beers. And, and cheese. Good, yeah, and cheese, mm-hmm. right? Or or back in New Hampshire, where it's green. Yeah, that, that looks pretty cool. Right? Uh, hook up Vermont. Yeah. Is another place I still want to get I I want to go run there in the fall. Yo, it'd be so cool. That's iconic. And just sit and, you know, suck on some maple taps as yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. When no one's looking. Because the trees have there. teats, right? Yeah, they all do. Maple teats. They all do. Yeah. It's like a fairyland. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's a big reason. And again, that's a uh, Georgia Death Race just had their lottery, mm-hmm. and I didn't put my name in. Nope. And in the past, I wanted to. Yeah. But I've talked to nope. Derek Lytle, and I still, you know, it still intrigues me, but it's like, it, again, it's going to have to be that. It's like a. And I'm not saying that race isn't one, but I'm like, there's a few races out there that I look at and say, that's a race I've always wanted to run. Right. You know, and I would run that, go there for that race, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, I just want to go like Hard Rock. I'm going down there in a couple of weeks and I get to get out as much as I want. I know. And not have to worry about racing. Nope. And that, But that is a race that intrigues me because it is Hard Rock, just like Western States. Right. Which is like foo-foo, not getting in. It's like, yeah, but that's Western States. It is. You know? So long answer, Cade. Um it really depends on what you want to do. You know, I could see like Madeira Island, you know, it's not like yeah. crushing distances. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's with me now. I just want to, if I could, if I had the money, holy cow, I'd try and go once a month somewhere different and just run on. And mm-hmm. I want to meet the local people. Yeah. That's the fun part. Like if I was going to Vermont or, you know, I'd hit up some of our trail managers listeners say, Hey, I'm coming into town. Yep. Where should I go? Or mm-hmm. I get a tour guide. Right. Not just trails. I need tour guides at the the, oh, the breweries, the breweries, and the restaurant not, scene, not the Yelp stuff. The yeah. stuff you guys tell exactly. me exactly. Um, and that's what I think I would do because I still, even though I've been up to Bellingham, there's still trails I want to run up there. Go over to Mount Baker. Love to get up into Canada. Yeah, um, Vancouver. John DeMartin's runs. Mm-hmm. A lot of his photos are killer. Right. Um, yeah, so that's that's my thing. I think is just ooh crazy. Alaska Mount Marathon. Oh, God, I'd love to go up to Alaska Mount Marathon. That, that's kind of like a bucket list, race. iconic type. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to get up and run in Alaska for sure. And it's that's a little different. I would need a tour guide slash a ton of people yeah, and just in the, case little furry monsters came. Oh out. my gosh, yes, those bears. <laughs> yeah, those guys. <laughs> like I still think I'm one with a bear. Like I I'm not that worried. I think I have this thing in my head like crocodile hunter, but not with stingrays. With bears. I think if I saw a grizzly, I think we would kind of, like, look at each other. Right. And it'd be legit. We'd be good to go. Mm. I wouldn't pet it, but I'd be look at him. He'd look at me. He's like, oh, I know you right. through some spirit world. Yeah, these are spirit animals. Yeah. So we're golden. Gotcha. I'd be like, you go that way. I'm going this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Kate, that's my answer. My answer there. Um, but, yeah, that's what I would do. Next one is one that, uh, man, Amy Butler, you... Oh, you 
naughty little thing by answer, asking this question. Uh-oh. It's a pet peeve of mine, and we're going to get into it. And I'm waiting to hear your answer, too. Okay. So the long and short of it. <clears throat> so what's up with the short corners? Uh, we have been discussing this at home, and maybe we're old school, but we just love a finely crafted corner arching its way into the goal box. Is it really about getting a better <laughs> angle, more control over the play? We just haven't seen a goal off a short corner yet. Change our minds about short corners, Eric. And Japan, the most running-obsessed culture in the world, <laughs> didn't put any subs in during their final game against Belgium, and they never seemed to run out of steam. Yeah. Coincidence? Hmm. Hmm. So thanks for the World Cup coverage. Looking forward to seeing our women play on the world stage next year. So am I, Amy Butler. So Amy, I don't care. People can blast me till they're blue in the face. Short corners are a joke. That's my opinion. Hmm. I'd never, I, I've rarely, I'm going to say never, rarely seen a goal come off them. And I have a billion times more seen them turn to junk. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because you play it here, then he plays it here. Yeah. And then it's just, and I, I, and I've coached for many, many years, and I've gone to many, many United States Federation training camps, right. everything, and I've always been an advocate that short corners are stupid because the goal is over here, right? Not back here that yeah. you swing back in and then you're right. get off sides and blah blah blah. I hate them. Yeah. And I just went to an RSL game last night. And saw a short corner, and I laughed out loud because it started in the corner. It yeah. ended up three passes. It was at midfield. Oh, yeah, easy. And I'm like, you just wasted an opportunity. Right. And I get some people like, well, if you're Japan, right, and you're playing Belgium, mm-hmm. perfect example. Belgium's tall. They're going to win it in the right. box. I'm like, you know what? But there's still mistakes happen, and they fall yeah. to the feet. There's handballs. Yeah. You just... You, Take your chances in front of goal. I do. Yeah. I, I can see where people want to have more possession. Yeah. Right? I see. I, yeah, but I, just, I still never seen one. I've seen more of them just go stupidly wrong. And I think that's the problem, is that there's this mindset, oh, we're going to have a corner. We're going to swing it into the box and go with our chances there. And all of a sudden, you get that short corner, and you're like, ah, oh, shoot. Now we got to change. We got to bring the ball back outside the box, right? Play possession game. And when I when I was coaching, I loved teams that did short corners. Right. Absolutely loved it because right. you can practice, you know, like set pieces. You know, top of the eighteen or different types of set pieces. I can see you practice those, but a short corner, I just I loved it when teams would do that against my team. Right. You I'd can press like, them oh, yeah. real like, hard, real fast, and I'd yeah. have my team sprint out of the box. Yep. Because Half the time it'd be offside. Yep. And it'd give, I don't know. I just, Amy, I can't change your mind. No. Because I think they're shite. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I think if you're, if you're a good possession team, I'm not sure that's going to help. I don't, I don't see the helping because right. the idea is to get the ball in the box. Like right. When's the exactly. excitement and the scare happen? Because yeah. you're putting defenders under pressure. Mm-hmm. I've seen handballs. It's basically just a set piece at that point. It really is. And yeah. it's an advantage. That's why yeah. you get the free kick right. when it goes over the end line. Mm-hmm. It's your free kick. You get to do what you want with it because right. it's supposed to be an advantage to you. Right. And so by bringing it back out and hoping this guy doesn't screw up or the yeah. defender doesn't take it or you right. make a bad touch or you're trapped in the damn corner with mm-hmm. pressure – I'm like, yeah, I, I see short corners. They drive me nuts. Yeah. I absolutely hate them. I always have. You will, I, No one will change my mind. I don't care what kind of anything you bring at right. me. And if you're an advocate of it, sorry. It's just not worth it. Short corners are silly. Um, so that's my answer. 
I think Joel's kind of on the same page pretty much. Yeah, I really don't care. There's, there's really not an advantage <laughs> to it. But I do want to, since we're bringing up Japan, I do want to call out, and you can go back. I don't know what episode it was. I mentioned in my episode that Japan would win the Fair Play Award. Of course they do. That's how they ended up getting to the quarter or the round of 16. Yeah. So that I call, I, I saw that. Like mm-hmm. Senegal got two yellows oh, dude. in stoppage time. They're such a dirty team. Game, man. And they were, uh, they had a good team this year. Like yeah. They would, they would scare some people. Right. And so I was just thought it was like, Japan does this. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of it for that. Two Ask Trail Manners questions. So if you have more, shoot them in. Um, but now a little World Cup coverage. So if you, if you don't know, we uh, only have a few teams left. We have eight. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm gonna bring them up. Joel's going to give his picks. I'll okay. give my picks. So the first match, um, first one we have on here is uh, Uruguay-France. Oh. And they the winner of that plays the winner of Brazil-Belgium. Right. And on the, the B bracket, <laughs> we have Russia-Croatia. Oh. And the winner of that plays Sweden-England. So let's start on the, the, the hard side. The good teams. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say that. Uruguay, France. What do you think? France. Yeah. I think that they're starting to peak. They are. Mm-hmm. Um, Mbappe looks like he's the king of the world right now. Right. And uh, since Messi and Ronaldo are home, and mm-hmm. we'll get to Neymar in a whole subject. But And Uruguay's missing. Cavani's not probably going to play. Right. And he's been money for them. Um, so I'm going France. Yeah. So who's France going to play, Brazil or Belgium? <sighs> I want them to play Belgium. Yeah. I don't want Brazil to move on. Unless Neymar's out. If Neymar's out, yeah. <laughs> I despise Neymar right now. <laughs> I know. That's going to be another I topic. I hate him. So you think Belgium? Yeah. So you got France, Belgium. Yeah. Who's I mean, the- okay, listen. If Brazil had a team of, uh, what's that guy I like? Marcelo? Marcelo. If they had a team full of Marcelos, I would be the biggest fan in the world. Yeah. That dude's awesome. He rocks. But I can't stand Brazil right now. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think... There's so much on Brazil, but people need to be looking at Coutinho. He's really the one that's making that team go. I know Neymar's been involved with their fun stuff, but right. it's usually whatever. So, yeah, I'm going France, and basically they are peaking. Mbappe looks ridiculous. Yeah. Again, two things with my two picks here, because I'm going to pick Belgium as their yeah. defense. They've got to make sure they don't give away cheap goals. Right. But I'm taking France, Belgium yeah. to make it to the semis. There you come. And I'm not going to predict yet because uh, you got to watch those teams. Yeah, uh, you got to watch them play first well, before actually, you see, before actually, you go to the semi. Actually, we're not going to have that. They play on my birthday if they that. So I have to make on the semis. Yeah. Gotcha. So the, these games are Friday tomorrow. Yeah. Uruguay, France, Brazil, Belgium are tomorrow Friday, and then the winners play on Tuesday, my birthday, the night. Uh, so I'm going to have to pick France or Belgium. Right. I'm still going to go with France. I would too. Um, and, again, like Joel mentioned, I mean, so much can change. I mean, red cards, injuries, yeah. whatever. But I'm going France in the final. Right. Um, and then the other side, who do you have, Russia or Croatia? Croatia. Okay, Croatia's the better team. Yeah. But Russia? Got home field advantage. Russia's been bringing it since game one. They and have Everybody been. knocked them on the third game. Oh, they yeah. They got blown out. But if you notice, they didn't really have their starters. They yeah. Were, they were through. Um, but, man. That Golovin and that big forward they got, man. Yeah. And they're hard. They're not easy to score on. No. As France, as France seen, or Spain. And Croatia let me down against Denmark. Like, I thought yeah. they would play better. Um, right. Modric is the man. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm going Russia. 
Are you? Oh, I, I don't. I, I could want see to. them having the home field advantage and just rolling with that energy. They've got you know Putin in their you know yeah in their, in their ear saying he win or die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I did see an interesting photo that no one has touched on, and I only seen it briefly and it was gone. The big forward up front for Russia during the last game, they showed him out of the locker room. He had a needle mark in his. What do you call that area where you get blood drawn? Yeah, right? or, uh, where they're doping. Yeah, basically, exactly. and it was an actual needle mark. Well, yeah, duh, of course and they're I doping. Thought, and someone had a photo of that. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, again, it's not like it's a secret, but yeah, to come see on. That. But I, I, right. I, I think Russia, the way they play with the country behind them, mm-hmm. I'm going to give them the. And I, again, I don't Russia, Croatia, uh, they deserve. They've they've earned where they're at. But right. I, Kind of a throwaway game for me. I just yeah. hope it's a good game. Exactly. But I'm going to go Russia. So Sweden, England. Oh, England. You are? Yeah. See, I, I like England, and I love Arsenal. That's my club team over there right. that I follow. But they got so lucky against Colombia. Well, yeah, of course. And the, but, but they broke the curse of winning PK shootout. Exactly, and that's why I pick them. Um, Sweden looks pretty tough. Yeah. Their defense is pretty solid. I think England is kind of like the monkey on their back team. Right. And I still don't think he took the best England squad over there. I right. Think there's, there's guys that shouldn't be on the team. I'm going. I'm picking a Sweden there you victory. Go. I know they've got Harry Kane and everybody thinks he's the man. Right. But I'm going to go with Sweden. I think they. Uh, I think Sweden might play for a shootout. Yeah. Um, the way they Hopefully. play. Um, but, again, you look at who's going to make the final, right? England, Sweden, Croatia, Russia. Cro- England's already, like, they're in, right? right, over their country. Like, this is it. We've got it. Yeah. And so that's the other reason I think it's against them is yeah. they're looking at the road is not as tough. So uh, I'm going Sweden to the final, which yeah. I would have never picked in the first round. And I still don't think they play the best, but I think they play well enough, even without Zlatan, that they right. have that pressure of him on the team. Yeah. I'm going to take Sweden-France final, France with the win. That's my, my, my picks. Again, barring injuries and cards, that's what I'm going on. Sweden and France. Okay. Yeah. And they both have good huh. food. So, I think if Russia wins, they're going to the final. Yeah. I think if they win this quarterfinal, they're going to go to the final. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like this. This side. Just riding right the hometown vibe. Yeah. Yep. Because you know the Russians will keep the other teams up at night at their hotels mm, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my picks, and uh, it's been an entertaining World Cup. But to see teams, and I get it, but to see Spain's and Germany's and Argentina's and teams like that not this far, yeah, like I would have never picked Russia, Croatia, or Sweden this far. <sighs> no, the other teams I'm okay with. Yeah, like I, I get it. Um, but yeah, it's it's been entertaining, and the final is on the 15th, um, Sunday the 15th. Third place games on Saturday the 14th. Um, but yeah, going back to Neymar. All right. So they had a stat. He's been on the ground for 14 minutes. That's a long time. That is a damn long. That's a yeah. nap. Yeah, <laughs> almost. But I don't like the. So the last game, who were they playing? Who was it? They played last? Mexico. Mexico. And he's on the sideline about mm-hmm. midfield, and the guy stepped on his ankle. Right. Right. And he went into an absolute. Someone hit me with a stun gun. I know, right? And shoved a pineapple backwards up my rectum. That's yeah. the kind of mood he was in. Uh-huh. And I've watched that. Like, please. Don't do that. Yeah, no. Like, you look he, like a damn idiot. They need to card him. Oh, but, and, like red card. And people are saying, oh, he's getting tripped so much. And he does. No, he, he takes, does. He, he takes a lot but of But if hits. I'm a ref, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to give you a call every time because no. I don't know what's real anymore. No, exactly. Call, See, that's like you're the dying. Thing. Yep. 
like, and it's bad for the sport. It is. And you see kids watching this, and they're, like, looking up to a guy like that. Right. They're, they're emulating that on the field. I oppose diving. I always have. Even when I coached, I hated it. I would right. pull players on my team if they did stuff like that. Right. And they'll attest to this. If they made a foul that was, a, like, a, a dirty yellow. Right. Or a dirty play and not get carded, I would yank them. Right. I'm like, there's no, we don't play that way. No. We play hard, physical, you know. I did, I will say, I'm not a saint, we did have a play where I'd hold my arms up in an X formation where a guy would, like, act like he was, like, a hamstring. He wouldn't, like, during a tackle, but he'd, like, lay down and pull his hand, like his hamstring was pulled. <laughs> so my team could gather around and kind of... Gotcha. Right? But I, I hated diving. I always oh, yeah. have. I know that's where soccer gets most of its knocks. I don't blame it. Yeah. But guys, Neymar just drives me nuts. Oh, he's now. too good a player Exactly, to do that. right? You know what I mean? It's like you want to be... Included with Messi's and Ronaldo's, right? They do it to an extent, but right. you see Messi, he doesn't. I'm not saying he doesn't dive, but he doesn't embellish. No, Ronaldo can. Yeah, course. he's kind of a diva. He's kind of a diva. He pulls his shorts up before yeah. he can everybody check out my quads. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, Gabe Joyce can do that before a race if you want to see he's some quads. Legit, right? Um, yeah, Neymar. I mean, and I want to see more people. I want to see some people. This would be my my ultimate giggle fest. Trail runners mm-hmm. doing Neymaring. I'm going to call it Neymaring. You should. Right? Like they have T Boeing, planking. Yeah. Like the new trend I want to see is Neymaring, where people walk through a shopping mall, hit the ground, and roll around. Just ride and paint. On the trail. Yeah. If you, you know, we roll an ankle, kick a rock. We oh, stumble, yeah. but if you just like, you think you're going to die. Right. Because that was, and we've seen it, but the, oh, that was so bad against Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't, I mean, I've been stepped on with studs. It doesn't feel it hurts. good. And they got him on the ankle. I get but, that. But it doesn't hurt to the degree where you flop for five minutes. Right. And it, he didn't get a magic sponge or the magic spray. I know. And he got right back up. Looks like he broke his leg. But he didn't. didn't. Yeah. And I always, me and my daughter, she'll watch games with me, and she knows it now. Like, I'll talk, and she yeah. goes, is he okay? I'm like, he's fine. Yeah. He's, he's, he'll jump right back up. Right. You know, and then it also, it's bad for when a guy truly does get injured. Yeah, exactly. You know, because it's like, yeah, and it, it puts a lot of pressure on the referee. Uh-huh. And I don't like that. But with VAR... And I love that things are on TV. I would like someone to compile a Neymar fake video. And I'm like, <laughs> this is why you're an, you're a tool. Yeah. I mean, he's so talented. I will not say he's not. I mean, he's done some amazing things. But to me, that's just a blemish. Right. You know, it's like a Lance Armstrong doping. It's just a blemish on who you are. <laughs> Those are two different skills. Oh, totally. <laughs> but it right? is. It's just a blemish. It just makes me just go, like you said, you can't stand him right now. Yeah, I can't stand him. And a lot of it has to do with just his attitude and the way he acts. Yeah. He comes out with the funky spaghetti haircut. Yeah, and exactly. Thing, okay? Somebody, like it's, like, it's like he's a, a 13 or 14-year-old boy, yep. right? And, and he needs a coach to smack him upside the head and say, this is not how it's done. And, and cool story, I used to work at a soccer shop years ago, and Ronaldo was coming on the scene when he was young. Right. Well, the Nike rep was tied in with the, where, you know, Ronaldo was a Nike guy. He told us, we'd go through these Ronaldo stories. He's like, Ronaldo has three handlers. Right. Because he was so uneducated. Like right. He just wasn't smart because of, he was the soccer guy. He yeah. He had to go to school, poor country. And they were like, he is so immature. Right. With the way he acts and the way he spends his money, Nike hired three not Ronaldo friends, not his posse, right. three outside people just to take care of him right. on a day-to-day. Not when he traveled, like mm. every day. Every day. They lived with him early on. I'm like, uh, Neymar needs that, though. Yeah. He, you want to be taken seriously? Yeah. You need to do this because the players are starting to – you can see the players shun away from him. Right. You know, even his pl- teammates aren't commenting yeah. on what he's doing. Too, if, I, if I was in his locker room, I would yank on his jersey. Oh, I'd work say, him. Dude, you do this again. 
Nobody's going to pass you the ball. Yeah. And, but he is. He's talented. So talented. But that doesn't excuse his actions. No, it's ridiculous. So I want to see some Neymaring people. Show me your show a little video. Act like you hit stumble on a rock. And yeah. Roll around till Mr. Alsnake bites your ear. Whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. Please be careful. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> maybe check your surroundings out before you do before that. Before you do that. No, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with Joel. I just can't stand the dude, which is sad because he is talented, mm-hmm. and you know that's. More credit to him, but quit it, man. Come on. Grow up a little bit. I think that's it for this week. Uh, we had a full slate. Um, we got a lot going on. I don't know if we'll have a show on Tuesday. That is my birthday, and we've got right. a lot going on this weekend. But we're looking to have full shows moving forward. Um, we might squeeze one in. Who knows? Um, yeah, it's going to be a busy month with travel for me. And yeah. Joel's got a lot going on, so our yep. schedule's going to be screwy. Getting together is going to be screwy. Yep. Joel's just legit taking off with stretching right mm-hmm. now, right? That's getting busy. Yeah. I, I've talked to people. John Stewart the other day He's like, man, I really need to get because I help my See, hips so much. Good. Yeah. Um, oh, I had uh, Meg Campbell. Oh, yeah. She jumped in the other day nice. and got on the table. Awesome. Yeah. It, it was good to meet her. She ran up a Twisted Fork. Nice. And she messaged me, and she came in and got on the table, and hopefully I, we helped her out. Um, and also, I re- referred her to Sam. So oh, Nate's, Nate's always been our guy for massage, but he's so hard to get into. I saw Sam. So if you're in the Ogden area, go see Sam. Yeah. And if you want his number, let, let me know, and I'll get you his number. So let me ask you this. How do they, if they want to get a massage, like stretch? Oh, just message me. Okay. Yeah. Facebook? Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Joel.hatch is an Instagram. Yes. Joel, Joel, and then the, like, period. Dot, like, period, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. my Instagram handle. So you can message him. Yeah. Because it is good. I mean, I need to, in fact, I was with uh, Nate on Monday after the Twisted Fork, and he yeah. asked me, he goes, you going to get on Joel's table for Beaverhead? I'm like, God, I really need to, man. Right, you should. Um, but, yeah, so like I said, just had John Stewart, and he's like, man, it helped my hip. I need to get back on. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot going on this month. Uh, it's hot. Stay smart. Stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think Ask Trail Matters. Hard Rock opened up. Oh, post the Hard Rock things on Single Track Session 96 for this on week. On the website? On the website. Okay. Please. Um, we'll get that going. So I think that's it for the week. Have fun. Let us know what your World Cup predictions are. And if you want to defend Neymar, go do that somewhere else. Yeah. If you want to defend okay. Short Corners, do it on the same page you defend Neymar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it. You could send that to uh, Amy in Vermont. Yeah, Amy, will, Amy will take that. Yeah. Amy, I do want to come out there and run on your trails. They're, they look crazy. Um, yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks again for uh, supporting and listening to the Trail Manners podcast. This is Eric and Joel, and we are out.